this is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona, this is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. That's why this audience is gonna have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room, Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Right this moment as a vote is expected tonight on the debt ceiling compromise bill. CNN's Manu Raju joins us now live from Capitol Hill. Manu, tell us what's going on. That's right. This is the rule that must be approved by the House before the full House can consider the bill to suspend the debt limit until January 2025. Typically, these rules were essentially sets of parameters for the floor debate. Typically, they're approved along straight party lines. No members from the majority party vote against it. No members of the minority party vote for it. This is different. I mean, amid concerns from the far right of the House Republican Conference, Speaker McCarthy is struggling to get the votes on the just Republican votes alone in order to get this rule approved. If all members are voting, he needs 218 votes to get this approved. Right now, he has 187 votes. There are 29 Republican votes voting against it. You, he can only afford to lose no more than four Republican votes in order for any bill to be approved along straight party lines. At the moment, Democrats themselves are voting against it. That's what the direction from the Democratic leadership was to the rank and file to vote against it. Then, but there are 42 Democrats who have not yet voted. They're holding out their votes and they're expected ultimately to give the speaker the votes in order to get this rule approved. But it's very clear that Democrats are trying to make the speaker sweat, try to extract potentially some concessions. We'll see if any deals are cut on the House floor. But at the moment right now, the, the leadership does not on the Republican side does not have the votes to get this rule approved. Now, our, our colleagues within the chamber say the speaker is in the chamber. He looks pretty relaxed. He does expect this rule ultimately to get approved. But at the moment right now, it's going very slowly 188 votes in the affirmative that's not enough 188 republican votes 29 republican votes against it and counting five republicans have not voted yet we'll see what ultimately happens here jake but if and when this rule is approved that will be the first step before the full house votes tonight and to suspend the debt limit pass this bill that it was negotiated with the white house send it over to the senate after weeks and weeks of negotiation months of standoff between the two sides but at the moment drama playing on the floor as the speaker trying to get this first part procedural vote approved and right now it doesn't have the votes Jack. and mana we're hearing uh, that some uh, members of the conservative house freedom caucus are threatening uh, to use the what's called a motion to vacate uh, basically it just it allows uh, just one member to, to raise this as an, a move to oust McCarthy as speaker. They're threatening to use this uh, next week. Is, is that real? That is really an uncertain question, Jake, because as you mentioned, just one member can essentially call for this vote and they can't stop this vote from happening. And if the speaker is unable to limit defections to more than no more than four, if there are four or more who want him out as speaker, he's out as speaker, assuming all Democrats vote to remove him as well. 
the conservatives have not made a final decision about whether to go that route. But some of them are very angry about whether about the deal that was cut. They believe it didn't go far enough and are weighing whether or not to go that far. That is a discussion for another day. The question is whether the temperature will cool down a bit if this bill passes. And the big question tonight is how many Republicans ultimately vote for the underlying bill to raise the debt ceiling. The Speaker and his team want to have a majority of House Republicans to get behind it. The Speaker today told me he is confident he will get a majority of Republicans voting for it. Some of the folks on the far right, like Congressman Matt Gates, have warned that if it's under a majority of House Republicans, that's what could trigger the efforts to try to oust him from the speakership. So that vote, that threshold is key. And the question will be if this will, after this passes, if the the, the calculation changes on the far right of the conference. But at the moment right now, the speaker doesn't seem to concern. Let's have it. It's, uh, it's uh, Wednesday, 31 May, year of our Lord, 2023. That went on to get through the, uh, to the rules. I asked uh, Congressman uh, Tim Burchett, um, Burchett to come on. Uh, Congressman, you've been, um, and this is about leadership. Th- that was a humiliation. You don't see that with speakers of the House. You don't see Nancy Pelosi doing that. You don't see these speakers that know how to run things. That's a humiliation. You had to turn the control of the floor of the House over to Hakeem Jeffries, and they had to cut a deal. I don't know. It was 40-some people, maybe more. It, it, this is a humiliation on the rules. And I'm going to get to the to the to to some of the comments you've made in, about Leisha. What is going on here? I mean, this is this is not our audience. Their heads are blown up. This is not what people fought for. This is not what people work for. This is not what they went around the country and on these neighborhoods and knocked on doors and left hangers and gave all the small donor uh, donation. So can you tell us what's going on with the leadership to, to be humiliated on national TV and have everybody basically that's a Republican humiliated by this, sir? Yeah, I think what happened was they cut a deal. They, um, I suspect it's going to have something to do with appropriations they were upset about uh, their percentage that they were getting, and and so we we caved is what we did. I, you know, I, I, and and we've got some real problems, Mr. Bannon. Be honest with you, um, we have, uh, in my opinion, you know, members getting threatened. You know, that's bush league. If somebody told me they were going to threaten me. I'd probably walk them outside, and if it was a man, I'd beat their ass. Excuse my language, but that's what I'd do because I'm not going to put up with that crap. That's illegal. That's It's not the 80s anymore. It's not that Bush League gang that used to run this country. It's a new bunch, and we should know better, and we don't. And you've got members, good conservative members. You know, that's how they get beat down, and they don't get it. I've been doing this game my whole life. I mean, I've been in office over almost 28 years now, or 29, but uh, it's just... It's just a lack of um, respect for others. It's an arrogance. And um, frankly, we're taking the American public for granted. Tell me about that. When you say threaten, I understand the whip uh, operation is pretty intense. And you've had some shocking names come forward, people that have been known to be aligned with uh, leadership coming out and saying, hey, my constituents, I can't do this. My constituents are, are outraged by this. People are not stupid. You and others were able to walk them through this deal, and it said, hey, we weren't that happy about what we just passed, but we're going to live with it because it had a cap, and it was only one year, but we weren't thrilled about the rest. We didn't think it made enough cuts. I know you were very vocal about that. 
But then this thing came back and you guys shredded it. And, and they think people are stupid. Tell us about these threats. You mean that actually the whip operation has gotten to that level, their nervousness? Well, I don't think it's the whip. Uh, you have some leadership, um, people, um, committee chairs, and they send word through their minions. And then there was one I overheard a, a committee chairman get pretty uh, aggressive towards a member, you know, saying things, a freshman or, or somebody hadn't been here very long, I guess, telling them, you know, your bills aren't going to be able to go through that kind of garbage. Um, you know, I, I'm just not going to play that game. And it's stupid, as you well know, everybody's got one of these um, and everybody is recording and it's, and something like that, all it takes is one thing like that. And you've got a real problem and you got a real problem. And I, I'm going to address when I get one-on-one -on -one with the speaker, I'm going to address that with him because that, that ticks me off and that's, there's no place for it. We all know it's out there. It's a big boys game. I get it. But some folks, it's like my daddy said when he was in the Pacific, he said some of them guys had come off the front line on Peleliu and they were, had shell shock. And he said, there's, they probably shouldn't have been there. And we shouldn't allow some of these younger members of Congress to be, to get, get in these positions. They're conservatives. They're, they think like you and I do. Maybe they don't have the reinforcement that you and I do. Um, and, and they want to do the right thing, but they just get put down. And that's the kind of thing that threatened. They, you know, and you and I both know, I used to say when I was mayor of Knox County, you know, there's going to be another wreck on, on the interstate tomorrow. And what I meant by that was there's going to be something else that happens that's going to, you know, it's, they're going to need your vote. They're going to need you for something. There's going to be something that's going to knock the, 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 the debt ceiling talk won't be the talk in a week if this thing passes over the weekend. So, you know, I just, I wish they wouldn't do that kind of garbage and it, it, and it ticks me off. It's just no need for it. But, but you said, and I think it's about leadership, they've given a four-year with, with no cap. This shows you how much they that little they think of their supposed cuts, because if there's one penny there they would give a cap and feel comfortable with no cap in two years you could have four or five or six trillion dollars. You've caught you've I think you've said leadership's given given a four year run or a couple of year run for the Democrats just to get a free pass here and 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 use the debt ceiling you know with no debt ceiling use unlimited amount of yeah. spending here. And particularly as the economy slows down, we're going to have smaller tax revenues because yeah. this is not going to go away. I mean, this one's going to stick. I think this may be the most important vote of the Congress. What are your thoughts on that? I agree. Uh, by 2033, the national debt would be $45.2 trillion um, rather than $46.7 trillion. I mean, they saved us. Uh, you know, the amount they saved is, I mean, a trillion, but it's still... You know, we the original plan would have saved so much more, would have put us in much better space. Um, Seventy-eight thousand new people can be added to food stamps each month under this program. It's just, Mr. Bannon. I mean, it's gonna, it's got a lot of holes in it. You know, the the IRS deal. They were gonna kick all these IRS agents out, and and that's that's not happening. Um, just go down the list. I just feel like we, um, you know, I said um, in conference. Um, when when they were debating this, you know, you get one. We all get one minute to say our 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 piece at the end. It's usual people get up and do it, and I got up. I never do it. I just because it's just you just what you know. As the Bible talks about casting your pearls among the swine, I guess. But he, I got up and I said, you know, I let the Democrats lie to us for four years, and now I'm going to give you one year to lie to me. 
And um, I, I guess I was prophetic in what I said, because what we ended up with is not what, you know, all the Freedom Caucus guys folded over and, and voted for. Um, you know, there was just four uh, four Republicans that voted against the dadgum thing in the first place. Me, um, Buck, um, Andy Biggs, and, um, and my buddy Matt Gates. It's just, you know, and, and basically we tried to warn them, but, you know, and everybody thought, well, we we're going to cut this deal. And, you know, how, you know how these deals work. I raised the speed limit in Tennessee. I asked for 85, but I knew I could take 70. And, uh, and, and I got 70. Everything that they asked for, they said they had to have. And I kept saying, guys, this is not the way you negotiate. Ask for a whole lot more, get it in writing, and then if you got to, roll back from that. And we did, and, and, and you know, I wasn't involved in any of those negotiations, obviously. And, um, and they treated me like a dog anyway. They but, 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 to have it, it, but, it, but it, yeah, but isn't that the problem? I mean, look at the people we have in leadership. If they, this today was a humiliation. They need it. And Hakeem Jeffries is no centrist. Hakeem Jeffries is a radical. They oh, had to the depend left. upon the radical Democrats. The, the left is better. The problem we got is not enough Congressman Burchett's in leadership and the people we have in leadership will roll over. How, how is this tonight? If there's 50, 55, 60, 70 Republicans, how can they possibly pass a bill that will set the direction economically of the country for maybe the next decade? Right. And put on four or five trillion dollars of new debt on, on our balance sheet. How how if they can't even get it to the floor without part, they're in coalition, not with you. They're not in coalition with the House Freedom Caucus or the 20 that stood up or any of the conservatives. They're in coalition with a radical Democrat that they turned the floor of the House over today to get their bill, a Democrat bill to, to the floor to vote tonight. That will detain 40, 50, 60, 70 Democrat votes of the most radical Democrat party in the nation's history. Tell me how that worked. I think it, uh, you know, I learned a couple of things in my six years of undergraduate studies at the University of Tennessee. And one of those things, <laughs> I had a very radical um, psychology teacher and I, I won't mention her name because she's still out there. I don't want anybody to start following her because I think she's, st she's still preaching her, her brand of Marxism. But um, she did tell me the thing called groupthink. And what happens is, is people, surround themselves with people, they're yes men or yes women as the case may be. And, um, and they may be smarter than you, but they never approach that. They never push you. They never question anything you say. And so you just go down this, this path of just, we're gonna win, we're gonna win, we're gonna win, we're gonna win. And um, yeah, you might get a W, but you didn't win anything. And that's exactly what we, I think, what we're, we're falling into. I, the negotiating team, I, I told the whips, I said, you know, you should have had somebody in there like a Dan Bishop or somebody in there in the, in, in the negotiations or at least reporting back to them and letting them know what was going on so they could be a part of it. And it's just human nature. If you're a part of something, you can explain it. You can, you might be able to articulate your views a little more. We might add some conservatives, uh, Matt Gates, somebody like that. I mean, their heads would explode. If, can you imagine if they, if Gates rolled up at the White House and uh, negotiating with Biden? But um, I think that'd be pretty cool, actually. But, but the truth is, is that they're not going to do that. And um, you know, I was disappointed. Last night we had the meeting, and it was 
it must have been, I think it was 45 minutes of them telling how great of negotiators they were. You know, I don't care how great a negotiator they are. Obviously, they weren't because we didn't get much. But it just, to me, it just, it's just infuriating. But I, I don't want to be the I told you so in the crowd. You know, Andy Biggs and I were talking about that today. And I, I said, I don't want to be that guy. But the truth is, we should have known better. What about the folks in, in, in your district in East Tennessee, uh, the, particularly the fact of how this is being sold when you and others have gone through this bill and shredded it about the lies and misrepresentations, particularly the fact of all the savings, $2 trillion, $1.5 trillion, and they will not put a cap on this because they know they have no, there's no savings whatsoever in this. The folks in East Tennessee, do they feel like they're being talked down to by, by this group? Do they feel they're being treated like idiots, sir? They do, and um, I'd have to censor what most of them have sent me today. I mean, people had a fireman buddy of mine, um, his name's Kevin Faddis. He sent me a text today and said, said, keep their feet to the fire. You know, I mean, I have people just all over. My buddy Ken Bodie sent me a message. You know, these people that work at all ends of the spectrum, okay, from the boardroom to, you know, everywhere, and it's all the same thing. Hold the hold the line on spending, hold the, they understand it. You know, in East Tennessee, we have a balanced budget. We're a balanced budget state. When I was mayor of Knox County, we paid down tens of millions of dollars. We paid cash for schools. We did everything we said we were gonna do, which is kind of unusual. Our bond rating went through the roof. And, um, you know, it, we kept our word and that's what they expect. And they don't, they don't like this stuff. They watch it on the news and they call me and, Say, are you watching this right now? I said, I always usually tell them, hell no. I said, I just caught the live version. What do I want to watch the television, ver televised version for? And it's, it's the same thing over and over, Mr. Bannon. We manage our money back here. Why can't they? Why do you keep giving in to the left wing extremes? And it's just, it just, you know, it, it's very frustrating to me. And I know the people back home are just about to give up. And that's exactly what the left wants. Because we keep capitulating to this bunch of Marxists up here. Uh, the American voters, you know, they said 20 million so-called evangelical Christians didn't go to the polls last time and vote. And that's my people. That's my crowd. I consider myself in that group. And, um, and you know, we lost it from president down to, uh, to the courthouse. And that's, and we'll continue to do that because people are demoralized because we come up here and do the same dadgum thing. We get the majority. We had five or six good months, and now they feel like they've been betrayed. Uh, we're going to go to Jim, uh, Congressman Jim Banks in a moment from Indiana. He's running for the Senate about his no vote. But before you leave you, uh, Congressman Burchett, where do we go from here? What do you tell your folks back, these hardworking folks, Back in East Tennessee, the, these patriots, the, 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 the salt of the earth this country is built upon. What do you, where do we go from here? After this vote tonight, if it's 40, 50, 60 Republican, and I mean good folks, and, and a bunch of surprises, a bunch of people that have been associated with, 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 with leadership. If you've got the Burchetts and the Banks and, 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 the, and the Normans, if you've got these folks that, that are common sense people, to say we can't do and have shredded this bill. Tell you tell me, give me a minute or two. Where do we go from here? Well, I, I would never put myself <clears throat> at the level of my buddy, uh, 
Mr. Norman or or Banks, they're both exceptional people and they're 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 great at what they do. I I think I'd tell people just let's turn it back into some just being ticked off and get to the polls and get to the polls. Let's run these people out that keep lying to us and let's let's start moving them up, moving up the good folks because that's what we got to do. We cannot give in. We cannot give in. And you know, we got the Chamber of Commerce endorses this plan. Yeah, that bunch, they endorsed a bunch of Pelosi's crony, Democrat cronies. I mean, some hard hardline lefters. If I was in a Chamber of Commerce, I would I would cancel my membership right now. I would cancel it right now. The National Chamber of Commerce is a disaster, and they need to be shut down and reorganized. And just along those lines, and and I wouldn't. I'd tell people, don't worry about the rating agencies. You just worry about the polls on election day, and we'll keep putting you in because they're going to beat the hell out of us. You know, these, these bogus, I never I haven't picked up a paper. There's a, only paper I read is my weekly one, The Focus, that I get down at the IGA. Uh, it's, it's the only thing that gives me any, any hope for our country. So I, I just tell people, turn it into some, some, some good old fighting, and let's, let's get on with it. Let, let, let's go after them at the polls. And pray for Congress our country. Richard, thank you very much. Lose our we are going to lose our country, Mr. Bannon. We're, Please pray for our country. Well, if we got fighters like you, we're not. Where do people go? What, social media, how do they get to you, Congressman? At, at Tim Burchett is my cool Twitter. Yeah, I've got the, what's my, what's my congressman? Rep Tim, Rep Tim Burchett is the uncool one, you know, that my people do. But the fun one is me, at Tim Burchett. I, get, I come unglued and people always get after me on it and I don't give a rip. For good reason. Congressman, thank you very much. Thank you for joining us here in the war room. Appreciate it. Thank you, Mr. Bannon. I really enjoy the fact that you let me come on and talk, brother. You're, you're cheaper than a psychiatrist, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Our audience loves you. And, of course, we got a big following down in East Tennessee. I know the audience down there, the folks down there would love to see you on. So thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Your dad gum right. See you, brother. Bye-bye. Jim Banks, naval officer, uh, member of Congress, conservative uh, from Indiana, running for the Senate. Jim Banks, did you ever think you see something like this, that we're making now the national debt a national security issue? You're a patriot that focuses on that. This is outrageous. I mean, I don't even know how you describe it. But our phones have been blowing up. People, our people have been calling. They are outraged. This, the debt is now, this, this bill, bill makes it a national security threat, sir. That's right, Steve. You think you think back to when I first got elected, uh, the same time that you came into the White House back in 2017. The national debt then was $22 trillion, and we were calling it a national security threat back then. Now it's $32 trillion. And what what's going to vote, be voted off of the floor of the House tonight will raise the debt limit another $4 trillion, up to $35, 36000000000000 trillion. That means that the interest on the debt is more than we, we spend uh, to fund the entire Pentagon, the Department of Defense, to, to, to uh, keep our country safe and secure. So without a doubt, this is a national security issue. I, I can't, I, I still can't believe it, Steve, that anybody is celebrating this, that any Republican or Democrat would clap on the floor uh, for a bill like this to raise the debt limit. That's never something that anyone should be excited about. If we're going to raise the debt limit, then let's at the same time make reforms and spending cuts that will bring down the national debt, not allow it to grow another $4 trillion. This is an easy vote for me. I've had 
a lot of hard votes since I've been in Congress. This isn't one of them. Uh, I, I, I have no doubts about it. I'm going to go down to the floor tonight and cast a no vote uh, against something that I think is a really bad deal for our country. Look, the Hoosiers are known as practical, kind-hearted, tough folk, kind of the heart of this country. What are your, you're, 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 you represent a great district. You're going to run statewide for Senate. What, what do the Hoosiers say about this? What do these common sense folks say about when you talk to them about this bill? Yeah, my, my, my phones are ringing off the hooks. Have been the last couple of days. Um, a lot of Republicans scratching their heads about this deal and, and a lot of Hoosiers who oppose it uh, for the reasons that I just uh, laid out. So we, we went from a few weeks ago, we passed the, the Limit, Save, Grow Act that would have cut $5 trillion in spending and raised the debt limit by $1.5 trillion. So I'm not the smartest man in Washington, Steve, but you do the math and that's a good deal that sends us down a path to bring down uh, the debt, to cut spending. This deal does about the opposite. It raises the debt limit by $4 trillion, but only makes arguably, uh, by some estimates, uh, uh, at best $1.5 trillion of spending cuts over the next 10 years. So that's not, a, to me, that's not a good deal. That doesn't do what we said we were going to do. You know, a year ago from right now, uh, in, in uh, June of, of um of 2022, Republicans were talking about a red wave election. We, we thought at that point we were gonna win a 20, 30, 40 seat Republican majority. We ended up with only a five seat majority. And a lot of, a lot of people were questioning, why, why did that happen? How did we fall so short? And my, my, uh, my response to that, Steve, is that we, we, didn't, we didn't have a red wave because the voters didn't trust us. They know that when they give us the majority, we usually fall short and don't follow through on the commitments and promises that we made. So we had an opportunity. We won a five-seat majority. And I think this opportunity still stares us in the face. If we, are, if we are strong, if we follow through on our promises, we can grow that five-seat majority into a much more sizable majority in the 24 election, win back the White House, win the Senate majority as well, and then we can do even more uh, to, to restore and save our country. So I think in this case, though, we're falling short on that. I hope that we can recover quickly and, and get back to following through on the things that we said we were going to do on the campaign trail last year. Uh, Congressman, how do people get to you, particularly follow your Senate campaign? Where do they go? Well, my, my campaign website, banksforsenate.com. Uh, you can visit there and learn more about the Senate campaign. You can find me on Twitter at Rep Jim Banks uh, uh, as well. Uh, always appreciate the feedback and always great to be with you. Jim Banks, you're a good man, uh, and Godspeed on your uh, on your new journey fighting for the Senate. You're a big fighter in the House right now. I know that MAGA really appreciates you and appreciates the uh, hope the folks in, uh, in the Hoosiers understand their people throughout the country think a world of you. So thank you very much, sir. Honored to have you on here. You've seen the fighters, right? You've seen the fighters we've had on tonight. It's a consistent message. Where do we go from here? Quo Vadis, whether thou goest, next in the war room. Junk science. That's what the doctor called many of those fruit and vegetable supplements. Junk science because they use extracts of common produce department fruits and vegetables with few health benefits. Now look, I take Field of Greens because it's the whole organic fruit and vegetable, not a watered-down supplement, and it's backed by a better health promise. 
Each ingredient in Field of Greens was scientifically chosen to support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidney health. Others support my immune system, blood pressure, metabolism, and healthy weight loss. I don't eat as healthy as I should. I got that. I know it. I own it. That's why I take Field of Greens. Like me, you'll probably look and feel healthier fast and have way more energy. And I mean way more energy. But your best proof will be at your next checkout checkup when your doctor says, hey, whatever you're doing, it's working. Keep it up. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com. That's fieldofgreens.com. And use promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com. Take action, action, action. Do that today. In today's world, we face challenges like government overreach, attacks on communication, global conflicts, and natural disasters. And relying on your cell phone in these scenarios simply won't cut it. That's why I've been partnering with Satellite Phone Store over the last year to help you stay prepared and ensure your vital communication remains private. They're one of America's largest satellite telecom companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. For a limited time, get an Inmarsat, Insat phone, Iridium 955 satellite phone for free. Let me repeat that. An Inmarsat, ISAT phone, or Iridium 955 satellite phone for free. These are top of the line. Iridium phones work anywhere on Earth with a clear view of the sky. Cell coverage reaches only 7% of the Earth, while Iridium covers 100% of the Earth. Satellite phones provide secure communication with no tracking or eavesdropping. Even the U.S. military uses Iridium. If cell towers go down for any reason, your satellite phone still works. Now, don't miss this offer. In addition, we work with the folks at the Satellite Phone Store to secure a special discount for our subscribers. Use promo code STEVE50 to waive the $50 activation fee. Let me use that again. The promo code STEVE50, STEVE50, to waive the $50 activation fee and get 10% off products like generators, Faraday bags, or solar panels in May with code STEVE2023. Let me give that to you again. You get 10% off products like generators, the Faraday bags, or solar panels in the month of May with code STEVE2023. Now visit Satellite Phone Store today. Go visit sat123.com. That's sat123.com. Life can change in an instant, so don't wait. Stay prepared, connected, and protect your privacy. Visit sat 123.com. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. 
but beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Um, Jim Banks, and of course, some of the people I really respect in the what I call the engine room, who are constantly uh, getting to me either during the show or after the show, uh, different than our production team, but people either follow the show or people that uh, send us stuff on a regular basis. Um, wanted to, Jim Banks hit a very raw nerve. Jim Banks is a good man, uh, naval officer, uh, came in with Trump in 16 as a freshman congressman, now running for the U.S. Senate, kind of cleared the field there with the MAGA candidates. He said, he said something that was um, very profound. This is about 22, and you remember, you know, we're going to win these many seats, we're going to do this. The American people have a sense of, um, of um, common sense. And let me set aside the cheating and everything like that. Of course, we know that goes on nonstop, and we have not solved that problem yet. Long way from it. But they have seen this act before and don't totally trust the Republican Party to be conservative. The, the, the MAGA hasn't really taken it over. It's one of the reasons we pushed the precinct strategy so hard. They don't trust us. And if it hadn't have been for the first week of... Now think about it. This is what I talked to this morning. Think about what happened since election night in, in 22. You had the, the lame duck where the same characters pulled off the omnibus. Omnibus is so outrageous, they jammed in a changes to the Electoral Count Act of 1887, which I happen to think made it, you know, unconstitutional, but that'll have to be worked out in the courts at the, at the appropriate time. But look at that. Um, that omnibus was to take the power away from you from your hands so you couldn't get all over your, your representative to take, go back and rethink appropriations and, and cut it out right there. Then we had the first week of January, and that's where the 20 and the Magnificent Six stood their ground and got these fundamental, powerful changes in that have uh, really set the direction for even what we have. And then you see, and they saw... The Fox News and Newt and all these people, you know, with uh, uh, with leadership, it's going to be chaos. It's going to be anarchy. It's going to be. I, I'll show you chaos. I'll show you anarchy. We saw it today in the House of Representatives. You want to? They lecture you, and they're going to lecture the Freedom Caucus, and they're going to lecture MAGA. Oh, you alt, you you extremists. You, you MAGA, ultra-MAGA extremists, you're, you're chaos, you're anarchy. Did I hear that from all the talking heads of Fox News? I hear that Murdoch sent it down there every second of every day 
during the first week of January. It's going to be chaos. It's going to be anarchy. This is terrible. I'll show you chaos and anarchy. It's what happened on the floor today when Kevin McCarthy had to go over and kiss the ass of Hakeem Jeffries to give him 40 or some votes to even get it to the House tonight. And he's sitting here right now, already promises, says, I can get you 150, but you're going to have to bring the rest. Think about this for a second. This is not some name in some post office. This is setting the financial direction of the country for a decade. Because right now, we're on the verge of giving them unlimited ability to bury us. And as the tax revenues drop, as the economy slows, and any other untoward situation, have you're going to blow through the four or five trillion, the four trillion, and then they lie about that. Well, well how do you know four trillion? You're making four trillion. Because Anna Polina Luna, a young woman, freshman from Florida, Air Force vet, took, hey, she says, no, I don't trust these ass. Let me get my phone out and, and take it and take a, and give a click. So we got it. You want to see anarchy and you want to see chaos and you want to see humiliation. And you don't think they're laughing at the radical Democrats? Yeah, these guys. Let's go back out. What were you preaching on the hustings back in September, October? Yeah, we're going to cut this. We're going to do this. We're going we're gonna to be this. We're going to do all this. American people saw most of you guys are total phonies. And they saw it today. Coalition government. Coalition with a bunch of radicals, Marxists, that are burying this nation with an illegitimate regime. That's who leadership. Kevin McCarthy has pardoned with this. And to see him humiliated, humiliated on the floor of the House today, they have to turn over the House of Representatives to Hakeem Jeffries. Ask yourself, go back and look at your check, pull your bank accounts out. All that money, they're coming to you, they're hitting you with a text message every 30 seconds, RNC, this, that, his leadership fund, they're hitting you with a text message. They're sending you mail every day. They're up on your emails. They're on your, if you're online, they're up on your grill on that every second of every day. Gimme, 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 gimme. Because you gimme, we're, we're for limited government and we're for fiscal responsibility. In fact, they call this, they call this joke a fiscal responsibility act. And they got to crawl on their belly today and beg Hakeem Jeffries to bail them out. Do you think if Hakeem Jeffries was Speaker of the House of Representatives, do you think Hakeem Jeffries would ever get himself in a situation that he would have to crawl over to Kevin McCarthy and beg him to give him some votes to stop a humiliation on national TV and get a rules vote to even get it? Do you honestly think, do you think these Democrats would ever, in your mind, do you think they would ever bring up something that would take 60 or 70 Republicans to have to come in and bail them out and beg them. And Bircher just told you the pressure, the intensity. That's why Anna Polina Luna, that's why those people today, if your congressman is on that list of the no's, call him right now. We've been telling you, call him and give him the what for. Call up and give him an attaboy. This took courage. And particularly the non-freedom call, you know, the non-folks that we have here all the time on the war room. There's some names there that are pretty shocking. And trust me, th th this whole thing, oh, well, McCarthy gave him, said, go ahead and do it because he's got votes. No, he ain't got the votes. He's running around. And they're threatening people.
and the pressure on these people is intense. And you see, is that because this stops the financial debacle and decline of our country? Is this something that you could go over in front of Section 60 over in Arlington and saying, hey, we're, we're doing this, we're passing this for uh, the memory of the honored dead of what they gave the ultimate sacrifice for, for children and grandchildren and the future of this nation? The best aspect of America has always been from the working class to the middle class have always looked downrange and always thought the sacrifice we do today for future generations, is that what this is? Is that what this is? No, it is not. And the worst thing about it is it shows you, and I want you to embrace this, it shows you their contempt for you. Just remember tonight, anybody that votes yes has contempt for you. It's two years. And they're going to come back, oh, how can you be so harsh? How can you say this? How can you so over the tough and you're always so mean and nasty and always look at the negative? It's all apocalyptic. Everything is on fire. Look at it. There's no cap to this whatsoever. None whatsoever. Two years. Anything can happen. It could be four. It could be five. It could be six trillion. They don't care. If they cared and if they believed in the cuts that they're lying to you, to your face, and oh, we're going to save it in the appropriations. That's all crap. You got a chance to vote now. Stand and deliver. Don't tell me what you're going to do. Tell me what you are doing now. If you're in a red district and you vote yes for this thing, yes, you should be primaried and you should be turfed out. This is one that's not, not a close call. Because they're taking the ability to put this into the national conversation. You know in yourself, in, in, in watching the show for the last couple of years, as we've gone through capital markets, we've gone through macroeconomics, and we've gone through the interlinking of the economy to finance and how that plays into the geopolitical world system, the post-war international rules-based order that has really depended upon you uh, for everything, at the same time crushing you and allowing our greatest enemy, the Chinese Communist Party, with its wingman, the administrative state, to grow in power. That's how that worked out. But above all, what they had to do was not to have this in the national conversation. They understand something. This show, why, why, is all the, why are all the big media platforms trying to shut us down? Why are they trying to put me in prison every time you turn around? They don't want you to have information that makes you smarter about the way this corrupt, contemptible system runs. They hate that. They hate that. And they will do anything in their power to stop that because they fear you. They fear because they know they don't really have the consent of the governed. They don't. Because you do not consent to this. I can tell you. You look at a poll. It's, it, it's blowing up. Everybody talks about it. Up on the hill, your calls. Look at Aunt Polina Luna, big old district down there in Florida. Not one call, not one, her office has said to vote for this. Same with Birch. It's all over. They wanted to take it away from next year. The, what they offered them was a main, train and a half dollars for a year. Good Lord. Train and a half dollars one year, whatever came first. And that would put it right at the railhead 
of the national political conversation that would start essentially in May of next year, the first part of the general election, what people are starting to focus over the summer. And then the lower information voters, obviously, in the run-up right after uh, Labor Day. But they can't, they can't have it in there. They told me why they can't have it in there. They understand that that conversation at some point is going to talk about increases of the taxes for the wealthy, and the donors run the deal for these guys. It's all donor-driven. It's all donor-driven. The big corporations do the lobbyists, right? The high net worth individuals, the, 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 the super wealthy in this country, the oligarch, because that's what we've turned into as an oligarchy. And this is how you run an oligarch. If they had faith in you, if they didn't hold you in contempt, they would, hey, this one-year deal, and we'll, we'll, we'll let them see Biden these guys, what they do. We'll get cuts. We'll get meaningful cuts, but, hey, we'll raise it. There, this manufactured crisis, Janet Yellen, she mismanaged in the cash, but no, and there's going to be cash coming. No, no, but we'll do it. Don't want to do it, but we'll do it. But next year, we would have a full and frank conversation during the entire, the entire, the presidential election would revolve around this, and you would be back in power. Every step they take from the omnibus bill in December that took the gavel out of your hands to the fight that they had, and remember who their allies were, remember in the media who their allies were, remember who said you were going to cause anarchy and you were going to cause chaos and you were going to cause mismanagement. Remember all their names. Remember it all. That's the time when you got to remember, that's when it counts. That's the defining, that's the unforgiving moment, as we call it. Remember that. Once again, they try to take your power. They try to take your power. And now here to snatch it, to snatch it out. And they're going to sit there afterwards and go, oh, no, well, we didn't. We got the majority of it. Think about this for a second. They're talking about the majority of something as being a big victory. Can you conceive of the Democrats? Can you conceive of them doing something on on one of their big efforts you saw during Pelosi? No. No. And, And the contempt they hold you in to take the power, but also the way they did it. The tissue of lies is so ridiculous. And I think you've seen today, as we wrap this show up here in a few minutes, and we're going to go live, we're going to live stream, um, Grace, the Queen of the Trolls, and, uh, and Captain Bannon uh, are going to stream it. I'll be on in the chat on Getter. I'll be on my Getter account and the War Rooms. And you don't know, maybe if I learn how to work something, I'll, I'll, Grace will be kind enough to, to link me in. Maybe we actually talk about it later. But we're going to cover the debate at 7.30. Uh, also, I think Carrie Lake's got something tonight at 10. We're going to try to cover that, too. She's got this great thing on the wall. We're going to try to cover that. We'll call the live debate at 7.30, and then the vote at 8.30. And then maybe I'll give some commentary after. But this is all about you. You've saved this country and brought us here to this point right now. And what you did over the last week, this thing was going to get by with only a handful of votes against. It was you working the phones. It was you sending the emails. I heard about this nonstop. 
And even some of the names you heard pop up, they say, hey, I can't do it. Uh, leadership is pressing me, but I can't do it. The reason I can't do it, my constituents back home are telling me I can't do this. Now, where do we go from here? And what do we do from here? There are some, like last January, by the way, there's some after 20, or even after 18 or after 20 when we had to show up on the loss that just say, hey, a, you know, drop out. And remember, a lot of people drop out after you have those losses and, and or it's stolen. And I can't, you know, don't see where the country's going. Hell, you remember at one minute afternoon on the 20th of January of uh, 2021, were you here in the war room? Boris is over there on the, on the tarmac at Andrews and President Trump took off and we're sitting here. And we said, we're going to stay in the breach. This guy's illegitimate, and we're going to kill this presidency in the cradle. Well, I think we've done a pretty good job of outing it. We haven't, done a good, we haven't gotten there and killing it. And one of the reasons is uh, you've got a uniparty establishment, we have to be blunt about this, that has a lot of power, and they're not going to give that power up easily. Why are they going to do that? Because this is the most powerful nation. Not just today, it's the most powerful nation in the history of this planet. But you, because of your fortitude and because of your grit and because of your determination, have changed the arc of this. You have. You, you, you. And if you don't quit, we're eventually going to win. Tonight is a victory because tonight you're exposing them for what exactly they are. They're rubbing up and begging Hakeem Jeffries. And Hakeem Jeffries is sitting there. What, what fools he must think we are. What, he must hold McCarthy and the Republican Party in such contempt. And they should be held in contempt. They should be held in contempt because it's contemptible what they're doing. The cravenness. They have to sit there and on the floor. Can you imagine Pelosi? Can you imagine Hakeem Jeffries? Can you imagine these people having to go over and beg people, beg them on national TV, beg them to, to, to vote a rule so you could get it up there because you're essentially surrendering. You're giving them, you're giving them everything they want. And we know this from what they're saying. They're, they're, they're gloating. They're laughing. This locks in all the Biden regimes, everything. But you're going to identify tonight 30 or 40 or 50. It's already over 40. I think it's getting close to 50. Norman says 55. It could be lights out. And, hey, we're going to press the bet here. It's going to go in the Senate. It's going to be another fight in the Senate, then another fight when it comes back. The fight ain't over. And I realize this show and what we do here is not for everybody. I never said it was. We're never going to be a mass audience show. We're just not. We have a huge audience, but it's activists. It's people that want the fight. They want the fight. Because they understand what they do on Memorial Day weekend is not just go to the beach. What they do on Memorial weekend is thus not thank veterans for your service. They understand what Memorial Day is and what it's about. And the honored dead that gave the ultimate sacrifice 
Crested Day is the traditional Memorial Day in our country, not the three-day weekend, the 31st of May. And tonight, ironically, or appropriately, we will have this vote. And tomorrow we're going to get up and fight some more. It's going to go in the Senate, and then it's going to come back. It's going to be a fight probably all throughout the weekend. And we're here in the fight club for fights that matter. And if you think your country matters, you're going to partner with us to fight. We're not going to always agree, but you're going to fight. You're going to be right here shoulder to shoulder. And you see the people we bring on here. They're the fight club. Okay. Um, 7.30 tonight on Getter, live stream on War Room in mind. Grace Chung, the queen of the trolls, and uh, quick, queen of the trolls, and uh, hang on for a second. I got something. I got about a minute. What is it? I can't. I don't know if it's on my. Um, debate the most conservative. Uh, Graves is running around today like a fool. We'll get Graves over here. We'll get him over here on any TV show. It's, I just, it's not sellable, dude. It's just not sellable. Okay, uh, 7.30 live uh, on Getter. Make sure you go download the app. It's all free. The vote's at 8.30. Uh, the Carrie Lake is going to be 10 o'clock Eastern time. She's got a rally with Tom Holman out there about the about uh, border security, all of it. So we'll be active tonight. Then we'll be back here at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Okay. You're in the war room. We're going to see you later in about a half hour. Make sure you just jump on right there. Plenty of commentary. We'll be back there live tomorrow morning. See you then. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that. Because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit JaceMedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, JaceMedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700 thousand Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, 
high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. 